Hello, and welcome to the Tavcast. Oh, Jazzy. <laughs> My name's George. I ate a lot My of Pizza Hut. My name is Sunder. Oh. What did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> I had a cup of ramen because I'm, I'm going out to dinner. Matt, what did you eat? I, um, I had a smoothie. Nice. <laughs> did you eat any solid food, though? Like physical state of matter? Molecules aren't moving around a lot? I had yep. a salad. Yes, there we go. That's solid. Okay, okay. Does that count? <laughs> no, it does. It's just... Why did I eat so much Pizza Hut right before the show? Yeah, that was a poor decision. Um, a great decision, but also a poor decision for, like, doing stuff. Here on uh, the TOVG cast, we're full of poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of poor decisions, we, like, kind of... We, we kind of glossed over episode 100, and then we kind of glossed over episode 104, which is another sort of milestone, because that's technically... Two years worth of weekly podcasts. Oh my god, it really doesn't feel like it, and I don't know yeah. why. Two yeah, years. so thanks for listening for this long, anybody who's been listening from the start, and everybody who's listening now, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your listenage. <laughs> and we're finally getting at... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, usually it anyway. takes longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so this is the TOVG cast where we talk about video games and eating right. Pizza Hut and getting ads after two years of doing it for free, which is fine because we enjoy doing it anyway. We all we all love each other's company and the, and the chemistry that we can bounce off one another. We've they lined can each really other with science. sense the love in your tone of voice there. They really Speaking- sense it. Speaking of we and and all and of us, uh, who are we for any new listeners who might be out there? I'm Matt. I'm Dad. God damn it! Just fucking introduce yourselves for once oh, properly. Oh, oh, oh! I have to put my stage name. Um, yeah, my like, slave name is Matt Visual. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> are we having another black jokes episode? <laughs> No, 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 no. Say goodbye to any new listeners. We don't need to introduce ourselves anymore because they're all gone. All of those people just like turned 360 like, degrees it, and I'm walked out. away. Back to co-optional I go. <laughs> the other gaming podcast. Right. So I'm Sunder, also known as Jimmy, or the other way around. I, I do um, video content on the on the YouTubes. I'm super bunny hop. I, I made a review on Deus Ex today, and people got mad at me because of the lore. Oh. Great. Oh, really? Did, did, <laughs> you, did you like it? Oh, yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed the game. But, you know, I said one thing that that is a different interpretation from, from others, and it, it was related <laughs> oh, to, like, an, an in-universe asshole. airing out his garbage. No, 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 Matt, Matt let's, let's hear about <laughs> you and your, your, your problems. I have no problems. You're just no, perfect. No, that's a lie. That's are, a lie. You are perfect, though. <laughs> no, no, I am not. I am far from it. I um, think you're perfect. Oh, th- thank you, thank you, George. Uh, oh, um, and no, no I, I have uh, been play other than the channel. I've been playing mm-hmm. Broforce. Oh, Broforce is good. Broforce is a laggy, buggy. Oh, multiplayer, <laughs> awesome, freaking fantastic game. I had kind of mixed feelings about it. It's I, it, I play with my friend over, of course, internet, and mm-hmm. it's really messy, 
But yeah. man, we're just sitting there having a good time watching it, stupid crap happen on the screen. I mean, sometimes you die from nothing. Like, you can it, blow up I don't the own level it's underneath funny. you. Yeah, that yeah. might that might explain your experience versus mine because I have only played it locally. Oh, so that's a I might have had a better thing. experience than you did. I yeah. played it locally and felt like it was way too fast and slippery and imprecise. Like duck game moves fast, but with like a lot of precision, whereas. Mm. Bro Force is a lot more spammy. I don't know if I if I was a fan of that. Yeah, I, like in my like that is Ow. that is a fair thing to say, especially because Duck Game is probably one of the top ten greatest games made and, of all time. They're pretty but, similar. Like yeah, but um, I don't know. I guess in Bro Force's situation, it just like it felt like that kind of like happy go lucky. It was I think it was three of us playing, and holy shit, like, I can't imagine how little of the level was left. Yeah, like do, like the whole fun that I had found. I like granted I didn't play it for very long, but like the fun that I found in it was like like blowing up stuff and people dying and like oh you you blew up the thing I was on and now I'm dead. And like oh no, and then that it was like the more stupid shit that was happening, like kind of Mario Party esque, where it was like we don't really care that we were like dying in cheap ways or like stuff yeah. was happening that we weren't trying matter. to do. It just it was kind of a fun arcadey romp. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't it took speak some to the skill, game. though. Uh, I oh, yeah, think absolutely. It, I, think it, I think it does take some skill. Like, especially, It's one of those games where I feel like you're missing a part of the experience if you don't play a co-op, kind of like another game I'm playing called Peace Walker. Um, mm. But, um, um, but like, <laughs> there, there's certain times where, like, okay, we can't just run in. We have to either cheat and kind of dig your way through with uh, the Men in Black Will Smith character, or you know, like uh, go ahead first and make sure we kind of like uh, if you have like Snake, um, he can like shoot from long range. You'd be able to cap some of the these bigger, bigger missile launcher guys. Like, there's a lot of little mm-hmm. little things, and each person is more limbo. Like, has certain stats. One person mm-hmm. can like jump and c- crawl up like edges and one person is too fat and you can't do it like there's lots of little things and when you get a character you're always dying and when you save a character and you you uh you get a character you like it's like yeah this is what we needed you know you take out you take out the what's that what was it uh i forgot his name and he's like part of (laughs) part of my history um the guy with the flame uh thrower uh he's on the a team he has a Oh, uh, Mr. T? Mr. T. Yeah, like, he's a boss killer. Like, just straight up. When you get him, you're like, okay, time to just wreck the boss in two seconds. It's, it's, it, you could break that game so easily, but it's so, it's so fun. Like, we, we could never do, like, kind of coordinate the lag um, well when it comes down to jumping onto the ladder. Uh, excuse you. Um, Thanks. Uh, bless you, Um Jumping onto the ladder at the end of the level. Because oh, it's always, always so fun die. though when someone gets left behind and they're just like it always like jumping always for their life behind. and they're like <laughs> no and they immediately explode. <laughs> immediately the area explode. got liberated. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it, if, if it does I, one thing, right, it's the humor. It. Yeah. But, oh my but gosh! When if I was, you're, you're easily offended, don't don't play this. Game. When I was playing with with uh, Ryan, it was basically just like. Okay, we'll actually try legitimately to get to the end. Oh wait, we accidentally blew up the level. Oh wait, we accidentally blew up each other. Oh god, now we have to retry this level ad infinitum. And there was a point where 
like after playing for about 45 minutes we just got stuck mm. and and could not like both coordinate and figure out how to approach the other side of the level without either blowing each other up or the level up yeah and it was, mm. yeah. but i'm glad you had fun <laughs> yeah i i mean i, I i've had those I, I guess it's because i've been playing with this guy for a very long time so regardless of what's in front of us i'm gonna have a good time right that that's the type of thing i won't review because i know if i'm playing with my group like it's i'm gonna have a good time regardless and that's probably gonna shape my my bias there is like yeah when you're playing with like good people automatically you're gonna have good fun you know it's like playing an mmo by yourself and it's just yeah uh, it's like it's like playing like minecraft or something like once you're with people it changes the experience so drastically that it's hard to really yeah it's hard to really like speak to the game itself because of like like yeah we all jumped off a cliff and died together and it was fun whereas like in single player it's like i jumped off a cliff and died and it was stupid and i lost all my stuff yeah yeah changes the experience yeah it's not it's not really a moment you know unless there's other someone else there to share it with yeah yeah you you can't recall like oh yeah you remember when that creeper came up behind us and we had full diamond you know whatever (laughs) and we all died and the lava came over and destroyed all our stuff yeah i remember that moment (laughs) And that's just like a one thing whereas that's every normal ordinary match yeah and and bro force (laughs) poor bro force George is okay. We we understand you don't like fun. It's fine. I I did not have fun playing Peace Walker either. And and I'm sorry to hear that you are not having fun playing Peace Walker too. There was there was a good I reached a good moment where you know you meet um Otacon again. Oh, you oh mean I'm sorry. Huey? I'm sorry, Huey. I'm sorry. Um Otacon San Senior. He comes it comes to a point where he's he's just like it's just going through the motions, you know? He's basically Otacon. Yeah, it's just it's like okay, yeah, you have this character, you have this character, you have oh, you know, like Okay. There why can't you answer me this, right? You're a regular dude, right? I'm a normal person. I'm the guy who's always the odd man out. So you're you're a regular dude. Why? Why can you only view models of the hot chicks? What do you mean? And view not models? the guys. And not the guys. There's a model viewer for the girls, but not the guys. Why? I don't know. Well, probably to give you something to fap to. <laughs> yo, yo, let me see. Let, Kojima, he got you. That's why that's why people love him. You know what I'm saying? He takes he, 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 he takes care of all your needs. You see what I'm saying? If you're like a dude. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say, yeah. it sounds like he's only taking care <laughs> or, of one very a. specific, not even need, rather than just, like, want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 How about those bosses? You got any bosses yet? Yeah, I got a, I got a few few bosses. Oh, yeah, all, did you, did you really enjoy that boss? Any yeah. of the bosses, any th- there's the tank in the beginning. I, I really like the portal, the, the the portal turrets voiced um, unmanned robots. I like. What about those. the fight? Did you like the fight? It's fine. Really? <laughs> it's the bosses cl- were like the most glaring part of that game that was sticking out to me is like 
being made not for single player people because like i remember the tank like i just couldn't suspend my disbelief that the tank at the beginning took like 40 rockets because you know they want you to be playing which one the first the first tank there there are two tanks and both of them take just an unreasonable amount of rockets and um oh i did i did the the um, the other way the un un the unlethal Unlethal? Non-lethal. There oh, you go. Well, I don't know. I my think, brain farted. Okay, how does um, that basic, proceed? Because what I remember is blowing it up to a point where someone runs out of the tank and then you tranquilize him. So that whole part is broken. Just just the whole part, the game yeah, yeah. throws you in and you just don't know anything. You don't know how to equip things properly. Okay, equip it in the little white boxes. Oh, you have to equip it on the... Like it's, so, it's a little different. Uh, it's a PSP game. It's a PSP, it's a PSP game, right? I'm supposed, supposed to be... Supposed to give it some, okay, all right. Anyway. It's a PSP game, um, but you're playing on your pista. So um, what you're supposed <laughs> to do, right? And you cannot get caught throughout this whole process or... You would have to kill the tank, okay? Because once you get spotted by the tank, he will not come out. So what you're supposed to do is sneak behind the men and knock them out, and Fulton shoot them up, which is like oh, yeah, the most ridiculous thing like I've ever a seen. Column marching behind the tank in the very beginning of the battle, but the first they're one like there's way like easier f- compared to the actual tank, if I remember it right. Yeah, the first one you need to do eight eight guys so you you take out the first four at the same time um and then you uh he sends out four more you take them out after you take them out he pops out his head and you're supposed to just you know you know put them to sleep basically and that's how you do it the non-lethal way the other way is just going in guns blazing or whatnot um but like that like and you have to put down supply markers in order to get more ammo because you're never going to have enough ammo yeah. to defeat those tanks and that's, like, that's it's just so what killed me broken. about the bosses is the supply markers like because <sighs> that's what i mean when, when when it gets to the point where you do have to shoot down a boss it takes like 40 rockets like an unreasonable amount of rockets you have to refill your rockets and the reason being is because you can either shoot 40 rockets or have four snakes shooting 10 rockets and have yeah. like a 30 minute boss boss fight beat over and done within five minutes because it's it's one of it's the only games game. i played that was not balanced for single player <laughs> it, it, it's a spin-off game the only reason why i'm playing it it's or really important, even continue actually. to play it is because it's followed that storyline of big boss and obviously yeah. i'm going to be playing mgs5 is all about what happens in peace walker yeah, it seems so. I see I see like the thing that's in a trailer, the big tanker out of heaven and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like it's it's you know, I'm 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 there. I'm I'm pushing through it, but that review, I'm gonna make a lot of people angry. <laughs> I'd say that. Just I like mean, four, if, if four made you angry, don't watch Peace Walker because <laughs> I'm just not I'm just I'm gonna I'm always honest. If it's crap, I'm gonna tell you it's a piece of garbage. But you know, if what you if played it in co-op, then you had a better garbage. experience than me. It's it doesn't matter. Like the the, the tanks are still garbage. That the bosses are still garbage. It doesn't. Uh, I play. I hope know, we never have Monster to talk Hunter. to Greg Miller about 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 Metal Gear Monster Hunter. <laughs> Metal Gear Monster Hunter. Oh God. If there's there's crossover levels, I don't know if you yeah. know how to unlock them, but but you can you oh, can go Monster Hunter. Oh, are you hunting. serious? Oh. Really, yeah, it's a really the, uh, obscure secret. I don't feel bad about telling you because you really do got to look it up. Oh, yeah. yeah um, there's also, I believe there was a an alternate side as well, right? In the Monster Hunter game that was around Peace Walker's time. 
where you can fight Metal Gear. Huh. My, my, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive it was a two-way crossover. That's, I that's could be wrong. Neato. I'm saving. I know. That. I know very little about the series, obviously, which is why you hear me chiming in so much when we talk about Metal Gear. <laughs> all, and, all my opinions. <laughs> my um, my friend likes to. You remember Fred? I, we had him on a podcast. My friend likes to say, "Oh, how how is Metal Gear going?" Because he has a strong opinion about mm. Kojima being like a garbage developer. Because he's a developer, oh. so, right? So he's just like. Um, well, he thinks he's he's overpraised, and he's mm. just like, "Oh, I'm 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 shooting you down the the garbage, uh, Fred." Um, <laughs> and uh, he always like, "Yeah, I'm glad." Once I got to like four and Peace Walker, he's like, "Yeah, I'm glad I didn't play Metal Gear. I'm so happy I didn't play." I was like, "Shut up, Fred." Well, yeah, there's Jesus. there's a co-writer who worked on all the highest rated games on the series, which are the first left, three, right? Yeah, and then left at number me. four. He also yeah. did did Ghost Babble, which is the the guy's name is Fukushima, not to be confused with the the, the horrible <laughs> crisis. But uh, he Mighty. he's a really really good writer, and I don't think he gets as much credit as he maybe deserves for maybe like helping Kojima uh, 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 no. focus and condense during those first three games. No, 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 no. You got to understand, Kojima, he made the games by himself. He didn't have a team. Oh, yeah, that's right. He just kind he of like squeezed he, some muscles and, and Metal Gear and slowly out. squeezed out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, uh, yeah. All by himself. A whole week of constipation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, telling it's, you. That's, that's hard that's, work. I mean, you really got to clench. Yeah. Like like non, non-sarcastically, though, I think that is something that's pretty important to, to talk about is just in general, like... Uh, like it's kind of sort of the same thing that happened with the Star Wars prequels because like a lot of accounts that you'll hear now about the the original trilogy of Star Wars was yeah George Lucas had a lot of the he had a lot of the everything like he created a lot of the world and the story and everything but it was the people that he kept company with that were part of the uh, and like the editors and the you know everybody else working with him that yeah. kept it on track and kept it from going off rails. Whereas when it came to the prequels, yeah. that was like, like 20 plus almost, I think it was 30 years afterwards. And you know, Lucas has this massive ego and nobody really wants to stop him. And, and then you get the prequels. I, I think it's absolutely analogous and it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy too. Cause at that point in this person's career, they have so much respect for being so heavily involved with that previous thing. Who's really, gonna like have the courage to step in and say hey exactly. half of your ideas are really good but maybe we shouldn't do the other half i mean in massive jobs like that with people with big egos and big wallets like that could lead to you just not having a job anymore yeah wow so i mean yeah. i'm just saying like yeah. that fear is constant like would you question the ceo of your company if you're just like a grunt worker like unless it was a very open environment Right. Normally, you just be like, "I'm just going to take the orders and do what they say," because yep. they probably got to go where home. they are. Yeah, they they probably got to where they are because of a reason. They probably really smart and whatever. But like, teams make games. Single people don't make games unless they're like really small games or passion projects. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, like uh -huh. stuff like like yeah, Axie Verge and whatnot. Like that was a one person team, but like. These sort of big AAA productions are not made by just a director. Have you guys so, seen the, that IGN uh, 
quote from way, way back in the day. I think it's like 2003 where they're, they're quoting Warren Spector and the quote reads mm-hmm. something like people often attribute the creation of an entire game to one person quote comma says Warren Spector, creator of Deus Ex. Great. It's, it's a good one. I, I read some old Warren Spector interviews this week while doing the Deus Ex review. Uh, Mankind Divided is a, is a good game, but man, a lot of things just really leave a sore taste in my mouth. In terms of gameplay, story, no, what? No, gameplay is fantastic. It's an MGS5 situation. Gameplay is fantastic. The story is like bonkers. And it's, it's really? really sad because like the like Deus Ex... Like sci-fi or oh, like no, just... Oh, no, no. And I it's sad because it, it has ideas that are really, really neat. But also those are ideas that could very easily be led astray and were very clearly difficult for them to work on. So so the, the theme here, just like in Metal Gear Solid Five, oh my God, the parallels, is race. The idea is that in the future when people get cyborg augmented parts... There, there is racism that develops against them. You you play in the city of Prague in the, the Czech Republic where they're one of the first cities in the world to actually institute like Jim Crow apartheid style, like full on segregation where where the cyborgs have to ride the cyborg train in the car <laughs> in the subway and have to like drink at the cyborg water fountain and, and, and can only eat at the cyborg restaurants that allow them to eat in the cyborg section. And and like there's wow. completely like no there's there's no thickness to the veil. They know what they're doing. And and I I think that's kind of interesting. I don't know how like deep the analogy works, because like race is something you're just born with and got to put up with versus getting cyborg parts, which is something you opt into. But I can totally understand how how the rest of society would see them as weirdos, but maybe not necessarily as like an oppressed minority more so than like people who have made weird personal sacrifices for the jobs. You know, when you're playing The Witcher and you're Geralt, you like, you're treated like a weirdo, but at the same time, people are like, oh, that guy's like gone through mutagens and changed his body to be really good at his job. Maybe we should hire him, even though we think he's a weirdo. And also mm-hmm. there are just like a few of them. So really like changing society in mass to make everyone more comfortable in a world where they have to live with weirdos they hate isn't, part of that plot so the reason why i think it all falls apart and the metaphor really breaks down though i'm willing to like tolerate and play with it up to this point because like on the other hand like it doesn't even seem that far-fetched of a concept to have weird segregationist rules based on people's purchasing habits or body modifications there are a lot of parts in the world where you can't show tattoos if you have tattoos Mm-hmm. Like, like fun thing i'm going to japan that's one thing i'm reading in all the tourism boards they did a lot of beaches and pools ban public displaying of tattoos right. which is something you do to your body to feel cool and the in the deus ex augmented situation is people doing something to their body either because they want to be better at their jobs or underwent a life-saving medical procedure <clears throat> and in both of those cases though like it's it's an example where the people who are getting them either have to pay their way into getting them or they're like saddled with it as a result of a life-saving medical procedure in either case like mm-hmm. they get a net bane they get like power from it but they're the oppressed underclass that ends up in the ghetto the reason being is a bit of backstory from the last game that i really don't like it's part of the last game's climax when things in that game go crazy and and i was able to tolerate in that one even though i thought that game ended stupid but all the deus ex games end stupid but mm-hmm. the the climax of that game being the basis for all of the conflict in this game is really weird 
and something I don't think I've seen that often. And it makes me really wish they would have gone either with a new continuity, with a new character and a new story, or just a flat out new franchise for for a game about cyborg racism. So have you guys played Deus Ex Human Revolution? Yeah. No. Jimmy, do you mind if I spoil the ending of it? I don't care about the Deus Ex series at all. The evil spoiler warning for listeners yes 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 let's do that spoiler warning starting now the evil villains master plan in deus ex human revolution is to create a virus that he can upload to all the augmented cyborg people in the world that turn them into blood crazy zombies right oh he does that and after about an hour or two you the hero are able to turn it off and save the day Unfortunately, though, they make another game based off of that where everyone in the world hates all the cyborgs. 80% of them like die in the attacks anyway because they turn into zombies. But they, they're going this theme of cyborg racism in a situation where there is actual historical basis for them to expect and fear the oppressed racial minority to turn into bloodthirsty, crazy zombies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And that's where, like, that's where, like, the line is. Huh. Interesting. For, for, for me, really, at least. I'm really interested. I'm really interested in in the how they do the world. Like, is there a lot of uh, talking when you pass by? Oh, there's is, so much. Does it talking. have that Witcher Witcher feel to it? Yeah, I think. It, I guess it's very, too much, much, to much smaller, for, but, yeah. but it's like uh. Uh, a very similar amount of like handcrafted attention and care but on a very different scale like the witcher 3 was was massive and they tried to make sure that it like looks great from a distance whereas it feels uh it's it's a little refreshing to play a game that really pours its details out on a smaller scale mm-hmm. very good like sense of place mise-en-sense uh the the thing is like the story <laughs> on top of of the the og incident just like making me I can't suspend my disbelief over that thing. It's just like way too convenient that all the Augs in the world never bothered to take their Wi-Fi routers out and not have this like virus get instantly down. Apparently no one. I, I you In the beginning of this game, you like go to a, a underground illegal Aug doctor who lives off the grid in a, in a basement hideout. And you like he's still subject to the same problems as the other Augs who live on the grid. It's. It's an ass pull. But anyways, the the story on top of that is just like really. Yeah, they pull it out of their asses. The story on top of that is just really good. There's uh, a sorry. The story is not really good. There's there's a lot of really confused character arcs and plot threads dangling into each other and making the whole thing a a big messy plate of spaghetti. And I also feel like the racism metaphor would have been a lot easier to swallow if it was a fun, like like rollicking spy adventure uh, at, at the same time like uh i don't know like 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 the witcher mm. yeah well there you but go. the gameplay is fantastic that's just like yeah, all i was I'm, just gonna say is it, is it fun to play it's so fun to play that was literally just george soapbox because because <laughs> i was having the time of my life the definitive moment was when i accidentally lured a guard who was chasing me out of a restricted area into the street and as he was like pulling his gun on me and trying to shoot me the cops ended up going after him and they, they shot him dead right because it's a video game nice. but i was still right. like really impressed that unscripted ai who weren't bound to particular anti-player or pro-player factions were fighting amongst themselves based off of like stuff i did like context yeah you have agency in the systems of this game's world and the game just like keeps going even when you throw wrenches in it like it just works 
no matter how weird you get with it. I, I spent a lot of time just throwing boxes in people's faces to see what fun things the AI would do and how it's not necessarily they would play an animation that made a whole lot of sense so much as they would enter into a behavioral mode that made a lot of sense. Well, there you go. Interesting. Uh, um, yeah. What about you, Jimmy? Uh, I was actually just going to add on to that for one second that I believe it was Mark Brown, uh, Game Maker's Toolkit. Yes. Did a video on that recently on on agency and adventure games and everything, um, which is a, a very good video and his whole channel is very good. I highly recommend it, but um, it's let me just make sure it is his. The, yeah, the come back of the, the immersive come back sim. of the immersive sim. Yes, I will watch um, that next. It's really good. It talks it talks a lot about Deus Ex because it was part of the like the zeitgeist of that back in the day mm -hmm. before it existed of like worlds that sort of just set up uh, systems that all work together in ways. Yep. But like after that, it's like what happens is it's emergent gameplay. Like. You do things and the systems start interacting with each other and, and, and everybody's experience is going to be different really well. And I think it's really cool how in the past two years we've had two like mainstream AAA stealth games come out and take that approach rather than yeah. like sneaking from a tunnel of one in a Metal Gear Solid to the other. Now it's it's more about like throwing wrenches into more sandboxy hub worlds of Metal Gear Solid and Deus Ex. Uh, in the yeah, old War it, Inspector interview I was reading, he actually... It wasn't War Inspector in particular. It was an original Deus Ex dev who was talking about how we don't want to have levels of, of this game where you go from A to B. We want to create entire worlds where you <laughs> feel like you're there. And it's a really puffy claim. But of course, the funny thing is, is that it ended up working. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so as far as I've been doing this week... Um, like teetering on the idea of of just buying back into retail WoW, playing Legion because I've mostly because I've never ever had the experience of playing through a WoW expansion as they added the post launch uh, content patches because like the way that they do World of Warcraft is they release a new expansion mm. and they let you go through all the base stuff in the game which is usually a new region uh, with a bunch of zones. There's all these quests that you do to level up and you go like you basically become acclimated to that region, the people in it and their motives. And then in the end, there are raids and dungeons that they start adding. And so it's usually like like Legion will be patch 7.0 and then they're going to do patches 7.1 and 7.2 and so on until they have all their big raids. That will be your like, you know, your content to continue playing you know as as long as you want to after it's it's your post game that you get to keep playing and there's always rewards at the end of it um i've never got to like experience that as it happens uh so i'm i'm teetering i might i might get into legion we'll see um do you think i actually that, have been playing though oh go ahead do you think that your your time spent tinkering behind the scenes in private servers might have actually increased your interest in going legit <laughs> absolutely um ah, that means the because, system's working in the weirdest most counterintuitive way possible yay yeah i mean like i i don't know i'm not gonna say i am the everyman experience in that situation but like i've played enough of wrath of the lich king in a private server to like understand it get what i like and what i don't like about it i the, i want to do more raids in that because it's fun to experience those raids when they are like this is as hard as the game gets like you know it's these crazy like you got to bring all 25 people in like 
you know, when you get to the later expansions, there's no one's running those raids. They're running the current expansion raids and you just get to max level and you go back and solo them. And it's not really as impactful, but uh, yeah, I just, because of the, like the one time only happenings that go on in WoW, I kind of want to just experience it for one entire expansion just to get the feel, but we'll see. I also really like Demon Hunters and I love Illidan and that's like some of my favorite parts of World of Warcraft. So, uh, you know, that kind of has me as well. But for things I have been playing, um, both Pokemon related, one of them or both of them I picked back up because uh, I journeyed with my Dex crew and we went to Pokemon World Championships this past weekend. Ooh, hype. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, It was a a weirdly handled event. Uh, You might have heard some stuff about like they're like public entry debacle and everything but you can find news of that stuff at, like elsewhere i don't really need to go into it more than it's been gone into it's you know whatevs mm-hmm. but uh we got in with media passes so it didn't really affect us very much but um so picked up uh back up at least on the 3ds pokemon picross i don't know if you guys have ever played a picross game before no picross i've, okay. I've only heard the name okay it has a similar idea behind sudoku where it's a grid and there are numbers above each column and to the left of each row indicating, you know, the properties of that row or that column. And you have to find out like where your starting point is and you have to like basically the point is you draw a little picture. Um, It's like a little pixel art picture. And so you fill in squares where the numbers overlap and you block out squares where there's nothing to indicate where you can put other squares. And you basically slowly uncover a puzzle and then it draws into a little pixel art. But this one's Pokemon themed. It's on the 3DS. It's free to play. And I actually wanted to talk about it because the game's pretty fun, but also I think it actually has a pretty good uh, microtransaction system set up. How does it work? Um, Well, basically, when you complete each of the puzzles, you unlock that Pokemon because the picture ends up being a Pokemon. And that Pokemon has like a special arcade style power that they have timers on them. So you can use like the weak ones, like once every hour, the really strong ones once a day. What? Uh, Basically, like you have a party so you can have X amount of Pokemon that are like will aid you in your puzzle that you go into. And then when you finish a puzzle, you unlock that Pokemon to be able to use in future puzzles. Um, So is it like a, a computer assisting thing? Yeah, basically, like, for example, okay. the different powers are, like, um, probably the most easy to understand ones is, like, uh, reveal powers. You can only use them at the very start of your puzzle. But, like, this one, rule reveal, it will randomly select two vertical columns in the puzzle and reveal them. Just, like, completely fill them in for you. Com- now like, I get correctly. you. There's, there's the and, carrot at the end of this stick. Yeah, so they're, like, little, they're little, like aids to you like doing the puzzles then it makes it sort of arcadey feels kind of fun there's some that slow down time or freeze time because you have timer based objectives and stuff but uh the main thing that like it keeps you from being able to just blow through the game is that there is an energy system and every time you place a block not like a a not when you denote that there's like not a block there but when you place a, a solid block uh it takes one energy and you start with 100 energy default and you get through the tutorial and it upgrades it to 200. And most of the puzzles take somewhere between 40 and 60. So like you can basically do like four or five puzzles in one session 
And then it, it makes you wait like a couple hours for the energy to recharge on its own. Um, or, of course, you can use the in-game currency to recharge the energy immediately. And those are called pikerites or pickrites. But basically, completing puzzles and the objectives in them uh, gets you pickrites. You can use them to unlock more areas with more puzzles in them. Um, or get more Pokemon in your party or get a higher energy bar. But basically, if you upgrade your energy bar five times, you it's unlimited. So you never run out of energy after that. Like it goes like 100, 200, 300, 400, and then infinite. And mm. if you go to the shop, the in-game shop to buy like Pykrites, uh, there is a counter constantly at the top that says, if you buy this many more Pykrites in the shop, uh, after that, the shop will just give you them for free. So basically, if you spend $30 worth of, of money to get Pykrites, the game just becomes like, like you can get pie crates whenever you want and your energy bar is full whenever you want. So it becomes the full like untime gated game. So for free to play, it's gated by time. It's gated by energy and the like levels of puzzles. You need to like earn more pie crates to get farther. But if you just spend $30 in the shop, you unlock the full game. So basically it's play free to play on a timer or pay, you know, the price of a 3DS game and, you know, have no timer, which is pretty cool. I think that's like a decent way to do microtransactions because they can't possibly like, you know, fish more money out of you past that $30. What about, Hmm. what about just charging a flat Pokeball tax? (laughs) What do you mean? Like with Pokemon Go. Well, I'm, I'm, Singing the praises of Picross, I'm not, or Picross, I don't know how it's pronounced, but I'm just saying, I think that's like a pretty good deal because it just, you can play it for free if you want to play it for like an hour a day or so, but if you want to like play more and you want to get into the real like deep, big puzzles, like you just drop the money for a regular full price game and they literally can't charge you anymore after that. Huh. So I don't know. I think it's, it's a pretty cool way of doing microtransactions. Um... Yeah, but, yeah, it would just, of, just feel like, I, I guess, weird to sing the praises of any in particular. I mean, uh, when I was doing Deus Ex this weekend, apparently there was some controversy over it having microtransactions I never saw. Mm-hmm. And never even knew were there until I saw the outrage. And I, like, that's the kind of situation, like, I would say they did it right because I never even noticed them. But at the same time, I think the way to do it right is to just not have them. Well, but that's also I a agree. game you pay for. Yeah, I, I in paid for games, I think that micro microtransactions need to tread much more carefully. But in like this being a free to play with microtransactions, and then basically if you just pay enough to have paid off the game, it just gives it to you. It's like what is it like a uh, old like no no it's like Redbox where if you go Redbox a movie, it'll charge you a dollar a day to have the movie rented. But after you get past the mo- the movie's retail price, it just is like, all right, we just assume that you own that movie now. Don't bring it back. We'll restock <laughs> yeah. it. Just don't even bother. So like, yeah, like you get charged full price for it, but, you know, now you own it basically. And so I think it's probably the best way to do free to play microtransactions, not for making money on their end. They can probably farm out a bunch more money if they wanted to. But I guess that kind of shows some respect from the developers. And I think that's pretty cool. Neat. Um, 
but also Pokemon Go because Pokemon World Championships was in San Francisco, aka hometown of Niantic Labs. How AKA, or if was was it different? Uh, in San well, Francisco versus other it, cities. In a word, it was fucking lit. But <laughs> describe it's because okay. So because of the Pokemon hype in the city, because there was, you know, a couple thousand people there for the championship. Um, and I think this is also just San Francisco all the time. Pretty much every Pokestop in like a five mile radius Holy was shit. Uh, was lured almost all the time. Whoa. Jeez. And that's a lot of Pokestops. There was three that were accessible just from sitting in our room in the hotel. Um, <laughs> oh pretty much one God. on every corner. Oh, and so God. basically that added to the experience, but also because we were in San Francisco, Niantic has rolled out the full version of the new tracking system what? in San Francisco because what? they are rolling it out slowly to test it. So, so I got to play. Well, I mean, I'll say this. It is a fantastic system. It's really great for hunting Pokemon. It's it was really fun. I played a lot. I leveled like five times in just that weekend trip. Wow. But the caveat is that it still favors places that have a lot of Pokestops. It still doesn't really aid areas like my like my neighborhood that I'm in that have like a few Pokestops. Um it aids it a little bit, but it's definitely not gonna replace the three-step system as far as like being able to just go in any direction. I still don't know what they're going to do with the like hiding in the grass mechanic, the thing where it's like nearby and it's just in grass because that doesn't really help at all. I don't know what they're what that is supposed to do, but it's just placeholder. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see where they go with that. But like as far as being in a pretty populated area, this feature far outpaces the, the three step system. Um, it's not really going to get me to play much more at home than I was after they removed the three steps. So like, whatever, but it was very fun being in San Francisco and playing like, it's still a great game. And I hope that they get the upswing again and they get, we'll talk about why they need an upswing in the news. They're going to um, need an upswing bad. Yeah. But anyway, that was my video game experience. And I got a, a couple that I'm on my list to play. Um, I, maybe I, maybe I'll just shout it out here. I don't know if this game is good, but there was some someone emailed me. They're like, "Hey, I like your level design videos. Uh, I am a level designer, and I think that that's cool that you make those." And I was like, "Oh, that's neat." They're like, "I just put out a game on Steam, and it's free, and it's like a puzzle, a three D puzzle game." And so I don't know if you want to play it. But just letting you know. And I checked out the trailer, and it actually looks pretty rad. So I downloaded it. Uh, it's called Red Trigger. And it's like a got like an antechamber portal kind of aesthetic, like oh, very simple, clean graphics. Use. Yeah, that's also what I was looking at. And so I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Basically, the, they explained it like you have a gun that activates red blocks to like do actions and you can only activate three at a time. And so puzzles involve like different physics mechanics and stuff while you activate blocks in certain orders and like in certain timings to get through puzzles which sounds pretty cool to me sounds right up my alley it's all like anti-chamber so oh it looks pretty cool yeah. actually not bad free so, 
Yeah, and it's free, which is pretty much the reason why I I like openly will you know advertise it here. Uh, I haven't played it yet, but very positive reviews and also free. Like, what can you lose out on? So, if you're looking for a free game to play, that's what I'm going to be playing sometime after the podcast, and I will come back with my thoughts on it next week. Coolio. But anyway, we've been going on for a bit. We got some news to get through. Yeah, yeah. Weird stories this week. Um, yeah. Not not super hyper condensed into our interests as as they were last <laughs> week, but there's like a Something's little good and a little bad for all the yeah the all the all the topics we're going through. Also, I I gotta I gotta run away real quick. Be right back. I take care of some business. Oh oh oh! In the bush. should not have eaten all that pizza hut i'm really Yummy. really sorry i feel like last time when i was like running away from the cops just now i was just like way too losing it because i was up all night last night doing this do sex review which again don't get me wrong great game great game mm-hmm. i was just thinking about how it actually for for as incomplete as mgs5 feels and as incomplete as mankind divided still feels it's still like is is closer to the series as usual standard than mgs5 was anyways um Oh, we're back? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and I'm just okay. I'm trying to get myself hyped here because I ate way too much Pizza just, Hut and I'm way too, too just, deep in my head. <laughs> I thought you were just enthusiastically talking to us about Deus Ex and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you're you not wrong. Pep up, but you just pepped up because we're back. Hi, we're back. I, wait, I am wait. full I, of I Pizza know Hut. Everyone, everyone is extremely... You know, like yelling at their screens, singing, saying, why? What are you, what did you put on your pizza, George? What did you put on your pizza? I I don't, I just, whatever Pizza Hut was selling for like $30. How are you And then I bought an $8 thing. I bought $40 worth of Pizza Hut just for myself. I'm going to like die someday. And I'm going to wish I had that $40. to, To clarify, because he needed to clarify this to us as well. Uh, that's forty dollars to be spread out over a couple days worth of eating this. That should be food. implied. Who walks up to you and says, "I just bought forty dollars of Pizza Hut," and you honestly believe they ate it all then? Dude, I don't um, know about you, but I have some friends that yeah. put away more food than that in one session. Wow! Yeah. And I'm not even talking about friends who are like, like, <sighs> I don't oh. want to say like oh. the stereotypical like overweight guy who eats a lot i'm saying like i know I a couple people who are like that. like paper thin, thin? yeah yeah paper like thin visual? dudes who have we all, like we all know those types of people okay we they can eat no consequences damn you skinny people damn you all with their fast metabolism i hate you all okay i gotta work to get where i get <laughs> <laughs> 
I gotta in- work. Including me. Did you guys know yes. Yes. that for the price <laughs> of three medium Pizza Hut pizzas with an order of cheese sticks and a uh, Hershey's Ultimate Chocolate Chip Cookie and oh, two no. additional six for $6 online carryout deals, you could buy a year of PlayStation Plus. Amazing. Starting in September, that is. You'd have to throw out one and one half of those $6 pizzas, though, if you wanted that now. But they're jacking the price up 10 bucks in September. It'll be the first time they've jacked the price up a PS now since they launched in 2010, which, eh, I guess, kind of makes sense. Gotta keep up with inflation, right? But on the other hand... Oh, that was a segue. That's an actual topic. Yeah, Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Holy crap. The price of PS Plus now is uh, almost as much... As um all the pizza I just got at Pizza Hut. Oh God, I feel fat already, and I'm like streaming after this. I'm gonna like t- start speaking in whatever language Jabba the Hut spoke and pass out when I'm <laughs> done. It's actually Hut Hutties, Hutties, and I'm not Hutties, Hutties, and I'm not making that up. I used to think <laughs> no when reading the extended way. universe that it's Hutsy, which I think would sound better, but it's Hutties. So. I think it's a very poorly lit named language. So, um, so if you have sixty dollars sitting around, you can go to Pizza Hut and and naturally, like organically, start speaking Huttese as you eat all this pizza, or you can sign up for PS Plus for a year because it costs as much as a a full price on launch AAA video game to have access to, as they list in their blog post, online multiplayer. Which was always free until like a couple years ago. That's such bullshit. Free games. I don't think it's bullshit. It's totally bullshit. It's not bullshit. You're so bullshit. It's not bullshit. How is it not bullshit? All right, all right. Okay, make your case. How many times before PS Plus went paid for was it hacked and everybody lost their credit card information? Are you implying that there's a direct correlation between the amount of them getting hacked and how much money customers are giving them for a service that doesn't cost them zilch? It doesn't cost them zilch to provide security options for an online service for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of players? Well, no. Absolutely. uh, I think that paying for a service to keep secure and stable... I think that's that should be a given. We pay for our internet. Like, I know you don't like pay for services to play games with other people mm. on PC unless, you know, there are some. But like, I'm just saying, I have never seen a problem with paying the price of one game a year to just have access to all of the online features that in a stable environment. I do. I remember I can the last do time my Xbox Live account was hacked. Right, but we're not talking about PC. We're talking about consoles, well, which are a different should, beast. Because they're the same market. Same animal, different beast, my friend. I, I don't I'm think, just saying, I don't think that's I don't think that's with true. The user base, <laughs> with a user base that huge, with that big of a target for security threats, I'm just saying I would rather pay and be stable because they haven't had a major hacking or credit card leak since. Well, I think you might be surprised because nothing lasts forever. And, and we get free games, though. Yeah, there we go. The free games, on the other hand, now now there's... I, I hate how they call them free games, because you are paying money for these games. But there's something that you can pay money for, and it'd be okay. Yeah, they shouldn't call them free. It should be like, 
PS Plus games. Paying them, you you lose Let those free games go away. Yeah, there ain't no such thing as free games. No, you don't get to keep them. Nope. Okay, well that's pretty shitty. Yeah, they they've called them free it's games, <laughs> and you know what? That marketing angle bent has totally worked because I instinctively, we all did, we all said free games, like that's just the term that their actual subscription-based gaming subscription has has come to be known as, which has surely done them wonders. But in all fairness, it's actually a pretty sweet deal you get out of PS now that I don't think anyone has really argued against for the past six years. The because service has been good up. games. They put yeah, really yeah, good they, games yeah. on there compared to Pick Xbox. Good holy crap. Uh, just this yeah. month, the one of the... F- "Quote unquote free games." One of the uh, the PS Now subscription fun games that you get is Yakuza Five. If you have a PS3, which is super good, that whole series is super good. They're really long, substantial, also charming, fun, and campy, like AAA sandbox crime adventures on the scale of of a good GTA. And that's just they just toss it in your basket for your sixty dollar yearly subscription. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm going to stand by what I said. I still think it's a worthwhile purchase. I paid for Xbox Live and I never was. And I was also PC gaming at the same time. And it did not bother me to pay for Xbox Live. Uh, I think if you plan on using the thing for a while, if you use it as your home entertainment system, which a lot of people do. Um, absolutely. I would say that this is a worthwhile price. It's not 60 bucks a month. Like monthly, if you pay monthly, it's going to end up being double at the end of the year, which is a pretty steep incline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think <laughs> I think it's funny that, you are- that they did not change the price of their monthly $10 tier because at that point you probably shouldn't. No one yeah. should. You, guys, you should always, always buy a year. Always buy a year. I'm, I'm talking to the audience. Don't waste your money. If, don't waste your if money. It, yeah. I that's why I'm kind of worried about getting into World of Warcraft, <laughs> because like yeah, I'm the kind of person who would be like, but if I just bought a year, I'd technically be saving like eighty bucks in the but long run. No matter run. how much you're you're gonna buy, you're gonna want to play it all the time to get mm. your money's worth out of the purchase. I don't know. That's yep. how I got Carpal Tunnel in high school. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're you sound old, old George, old, uh, old. So we got a lot of of PlayStation news. A lot of the news this week is like broken up into many categories. Uh, Same day, there was a leaked announcement that they made official the very next day. PS Now is going to be available on PCs. They're going to sell a PS4 compatibility controller dongle for about 25 bucks. Earlier, you could plug in PS4 controllers just straight into your Windows 7 or up PC. And some games who recognize it, some weren't. I hear you get better compatibility. The newer your version of Windows is. But um, now they're going legit, putting out a real accessory for it, and also the PS Now backlog, which I think is really unprecedented. Uh, they We have a, a huge, massive, one of the big three console manufacturers putting out their console library on PC, which is like, <laughs> however, it's PS Now, which means it's streaming a video yeah. of them playing the game as you stream your inputs over to them. But I feel like... This is more cool than doing it on the console itself, because when you're playing it on the console itself, you could you're a lot closer and safer to buying an actual real copy of the game. It's it's, Mm -hmm. playing Journey on PC is a is a prospect that's way more out of reach than playing it on PS4. 
You could stream Journey, the PS3 version, for dirt cheap on PS4, or you could pay 15 bucks for the PS4 version. Let's say you don't have either console, but a PC. Now you get to know why everyone's been freaking out over Journey for the past four years. Even though you are, like, playing the shittiest version of it, you still get to play a version of it, which is better than nothing. Like, yeah. like streaming games also, is not my preferred way of playing it, but more of the same thing is a net positive. Yeah, and also, I mean, like, streaming mainly affects sort of twitchier games. Like, if you're playing, like, an RPG or something, it's not going to be... Mm, yeah, Nino Kuni, Final Fantasy. An... Now you can play those on PC, but streaming. Yeah. yeah, I mean, looking, this is a fucking beefy list of games they have here. 400. They took off the Metal Gear Solids, though, which breaks my heart, because I really want to be uh, able to have a Metal Gear Solid 3 machine. But they, they yeah. took them off because they specifically work only with the ps3 controllers which actually confuses me because they have the day <laughs> le david kaji collection on here too mm, which great. use a lot of six axis motion controls but uh i don't know how they expect people without the ps4 controller to be able to play those on pc with like an xbox 360 pad yeah uh, i don't know i'm looking through this list though and i see a lot of a lot of very good things Mm. Uh, you gotta make sure you don't play twitchy games, though. Yeah, like, like I'm seeing they have so that a means few that Sonic like, the Hedgehog games on here, if, which if probably wouldn't a, play as well. If you're a PC gamer and you want to know what <laughs> Vanquish and Bayonetta is, eh, maybe not. Yeah, Demon Souls, though. Oh shit, that's it's not Colossus. on the list. Shadow of the Colossus would be a good one. I can't believe Demon that's, Souls. I can finally play here. Shadow of the Colossus. List of how PS bad is the lag? Shadow of the Colossus. My, ooh, that might be that might get me angry. I don't know. Like I remember mm. the PS2 version of Shadow of the Colossus, which already played at a really shitty frame rate, yeah. and also uh, wasn't that fast paced, twitchy of a game in the first place. Oh god, mm. Dark Souls mm. is not on here. Okay. Vanquish, Bayonet, no. So like. A lot of games that I would particularly be looking forward to, unfortunately, aren't on the list. But on the other hand, like games I have played that I like the PlayStation 4, Journey, Flower. Um, um, like I was saying earlier, JRPGs are going to be a good candidate. Ooh, let's see if uh, Draken got... No. Um, um, <laughs> what's that weird named sequel with all the bondish fetish gear that the anime hermaphrodites fight monsters in? It's like near, near, near. Yeah, no, near is not on there. Oh, god damn it. So a lot of like weird stuff isn't there, but 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 the bigger um, stuff is. I mean, I'm still like I said, I'm still scrolling through this list and I'm seeing pretty good stuff. Like, Heavy fire Afghanistan. They have three oh different Disgaea god. games. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what Final Fantasies do they have? None, actually, which is interesting. Oh, I, I guess it's not that I interesting. Don't know it makes sense. Why they put stuff like Ultra Street Fighter Four on here, though? Yeah, no, there's no reason. Uh, um, it's like they don't know that the lag exists. Oh, well, I they're guess, not going to advertise it, of course. Yeah. I guess. Um, I mean, if there's a way to play it, you might as well. I mean, have it there. I mean, there's no negative to it. You just don't play it. I guess. You yeah, I don't know. This seems like a pretty decent thing. I can play all three of the Uncharted's. Well, all three of the uh, all I, three I, besides the fourth one. I wish they had right. a lot more of the niche stuff, though. Catherine, they they have Catherine. That's a good one. Yeah, that's okay, Twitch, okay. Isn't now it, I'm a though? little more on board. That's it's a, a puzzle game, but I think it is like kind of a time real time puzzle game. Yeah, it's real time. You should be like, 
I don't know. I don't think that should be too much. Again, it all depends on what the actual lag is between the streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which can uh, depend if, on the router you're using too. Yeah, I mean, if it's like for a game like Street Fighter, it's always going to be affecting you. But you know, because what? that game has like one frame links and stuff. But all three, for some faster games, it might not. All three of us have been very, very excitedly scrolling through this list, looking for reasons to go for it. So I think that <laughs> yeah. means this is good news in general. Yeah, like it already this is this seems like something that i should do just for the sake of i should play shadow of the colossus i should play ico like that's enough reason as it is um uncharted's i would like to play through those um like again those are games that i can't play because i don't own a playstation system journey like you mentioned before yeah that's definitely something i i really really want to play and have have wanted to play for a long time yeah i haven't played it either um, not played it either. You know, one thing I uh, would want to verify, though, I didn't even think about it just now, but that is making sure that they positively for sure can work with an Xbox controller. So let's see if I can find that information. People might not be able to know for sure until it comes out. But like I was thinking about with those David Cage games, it wouldn't surprise me if they do lock this out for the peripheral to to make sure players to aren't going to like buy some to both sell their own and make sure that players don't buy something that uses motion controls and then put in complaints when their motion controls don't work. Mm. PS4 controller, PS now PC. It's a weird thing to Google for. But is that adapter required is the big question. And I mm. don't think I can easily verify this now. Actually, interesting to note, uh, you said that they don't have Dark Souls on here, but they do have Demon Souls, yeah? Oh, shit, really? Oh, no, I thought that's what you said earlier. Uh, no, I could. I, I think I couldn't find I mean, no Demon Souls. Souls. Games. All right, they don't have any, then it seems like they don't have any from software games at all, because right. they, none of the Armored Cores are on this list as well. So it seems like this is partially a thing to do with, with publishers and developers, um, yeah. because obviously we don't see metal gear on here um i don't think we see silent hill on here either do we we do not oh that's a so, shame well there are good pc so versions of silent hill though so right but i'm saying that this looks like yeah. it's less of them curating the list more as uh they are allowing publishers and developers to opt in or out depending on what they want mm-hmm. because obviously there's no from there's no konami um which is a shame because a lot of the bigger names that they're like using to headline the service just kind of end up selling multi-platform games that have good pc versions anyway yeah oh well uh, it's except a thing. for ratchet and clank though yeah ratchet and clank is, is fine that's pretty yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right anyway uh, so yeah uh that's exciting but do keep an eye out for how well it works with everyone's controllers when they actually launch it Right. Uh, let's see. What's next? Oh, yeah. PSN accounts can now have two-factor authentication. I know Austin's happy about that. Cool. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. So, like, no, you know, no qualms tie, tie a phone number or yeah. an alt email to your PSN account. Yeah. Lowercase b. That's like a little thumbs up emoji. Oh, you're, you're killing me, Jimmy, because now, you yeah. know, all the extra security yeah. measures for your money at work. Uh, Good. Speaking of your money going places, (laughs) 
I was about yes. to say going to work, but there's no guarantee that the money, yeah. the, the, the very well, small amount... I don't go amount, to work once. Your money that you spend on a Deus Ex Mankind Divided pre-order will go to work for you just once per purchase. This is weird. This is also unprecedented. So yeah. some of the pre, pre-purchase tiers of, of Deus Ex included in-game consumable items that you naturally gain anyway that aren't even that useful in the long-term gameplay that will actually mm-hmm. end up kind of breaking the balance and the scarcity of the early game they want you to go through to learn it uh you can only use those once per purchase you slide them out of a pool called the storage area into your own personal inventory and after you do that it's gone oh. for any future playthroughs good no oh this is so weird because they've already like made their money on the stupid people who buy this which is probably going to make a lot of people mad but you know i mean absolutely and they should i mean what's the item was it if it's not if it's not me that's you know gonna make you mad calling you stupid for pre-ordering games then then maybe it'll be square (laughs) enix completely clearly taking advantage of you because you're letting them do this mr i pre-ordered a video game anyways uh yeah Yeah, what what is the what is the things that you get what oh, is the item that's one time use really really like non-unique common item consumables there are a few types of emp grenades which are scattered everywhere you get you get you can buy praxis kits some of them come with the pre-orders too which are basically one character upgrade point a lot of the the upgrades that you need require two of them and uh oh my god credits just like money money's not as super useful in this game as it is in a lot of other rpgs crafting parts which can create two useful items a uh multi-tool which is an instant one-time hack anything uh item that you throw away when you're done or you can create a bio cell which refills your your mana power but the thing is all of these things the game wasn't balanced to go to these microtransactions anyway like this is stuff that is not they aren't scarce rare in-game resources they're just like something for them to passionlessly lazily fill the publisher's quota for there to be some kind of incentive to drive the pre-order bonus and and ends up like not only breaking like i was saying the, the scarcity of the early game like i love the early rpg the parts of an early rpg where you really have to really have to scour for resources but mm-hmm creating this kind of situation where you only use them once per per playthrough is so weird to me because they already made their money off of the small subset of customers who buy into this sort of thing like they're they're not going to create more demand for an artificial product that's not real that is not a scarce supply in the first place they're like decreasing supply for a product that does not already have a low supply i'm (sighs) once per playthrough or no per purchase per perch- okay you just said playthrough and that, that got me like okay that seems fine but this this means that per you owning that game on pre-order you can yeah. use this and once you've used it any further like playthroughs, playthrough, they yeah they are like tissues the, you sneeze into the tissue and you just throw and them now away. the tissue is unusable for the rest of your entire life oh my god so okay and this is really sad because it's only- a good game <laughs> They don't need to be the doing only, this. Like the only things that I can think that like I can relate to this, but at least in my experience. So normally for people out there who are confused by this or if, if there are any uh, like <laughs> things like pre-order bonuses for cool gear and stuff, how it works like, OK, for example, in Fable 2, if you pre-ordered Fable 2, which I did, and I got the like special edition, 
um you get this like you get hal's armor which is like very thinly veiled halo armor for your character that's like kind Uh, of medievalized oh because it's microsoft published right and so in every playthrough that you do you in the like the starting tutorial area after you get out of it there's a chest that basically it's it's only unlocked if you have the the pre-ordered version or the special edition version and so every playthrough you can open that chest and get hal's armor and it's all the pieces of armor plus a weapon it's all tier three which is pretty not end game but it's like late game gear and you can just start the game with that but you don't have to because you have to go out of your way to get it but like oh i would hate that too because then that would ruin the balance right it just pretty much like makes the the starting of the game pretty pretty easy but you can you can just bypass it and that's fine too um but it's there every time if you want it uh the only other time that i've seen something where it's like this is a one-time use for all your extended play was pokemon x and y when it came out but this was not a pre-order bonus after the game came out they did a to like more so to get you to use their online services and their mystery gift system. They were like, for all new trainers who are like new to Pokemon or you just want like a leg up getting through the start of the game, like just go on to mystery gift between these dates and use the mystery gift service and you'll get like a, a trainer item pack. And it's like, they gave you like 50 Pokeballs and like 20 potions and Did you have to pay you know, for some that? antidotes and burn heals. No, it was just like a free thing that they yeah, just okay, gave you. Go. That's not a problem. But, you know, just, they're just yeah. throwing it at you. Exactly. It was like a one-time use, though, which is like what makes it similar to this. But then mm, you don't yeah. really make new playthroughs right. of Pokemon. No one's gonna like complain about that because they're not buying something that they expect to have for their money. Yeah. Oh, so this is so weird. I think one of the like most tragic things about the times we have been living in lately is that, ironically, the less involved you are with the franchise and the brand that you're a fan of, the better experience you have. Because, like, I know if if I feel like if I got caught up in this, if I got caught up in the hype of Deus Ex Mankind Divided, my expectations would have been completely out of whack for what the game offers. I would be buying into like extra stuff that's just like not worth the purchase of the cost. I I probably would have with all intents and purposes been been overhyped, disappointed and angry with how the publisher's handling it. But I mean, seeing the stuff from the sidelines coming into games with clean expectations and also not <laughs> even knowing the existence of of these pre-order bonuses really is like it's a situation where ignorance is bliss uh Mm. there's there's more more anger and controversy over there being in-game microtransactions in this single player game for more incredibly common not rare hard to find in-game resources like the upgrade points the, the grenades and the money that uh they're selling in a game store that i never even noticed like i i played this game for 20 hours before launch excuse me sorry coffee and got on reddit when i was done after like 20 hours when i still had like a few good chunks of the game still left to do and saw like a top post pointing out these microtransactions it was like i didn't even notice that they were there yeah and and i just uh imagine how much negativity that adds even to the experience of playing the game at all because the, yeah, like, the publisher definitely. is handling it so bad i mean in that same in one of those same Reddit threads on the Deus Ex Reddit, uh, a developer comes in and responds and is like, no, these are they're not necessary to buy. We did not balance the game for these. We balanced the game to be played without these. 
uh, and, and it just seems like a very very thinly veiled way of saying no one buy these please They'll play yeah. our game without these just just don't think about squeenix like, it's not really clear conflict just... between the devs and the publishers yeah oh gosh it's a shitty situation well, <laughs> which is sad because yeah. like i said it's actually a pretty good game it doesn't it doesn't really need to get saddled down by this it's it's just it's tragic <laughs> anyway uh speaking of tragic things that everybody hates well okay the titanfall 2 beta <laughs> released last week i have a friend who's a really hardcore fan there's a lot of uh community uh, uh, angst and backlash against some of the changes they made, but at the same time, developers are responding, saying they're going to try to fix <clears throat> it to yeah, account for the feedback they're giving. Basically, what I have heard, I haven't had a chance to play it for myself, but Titanfall One's pretty darn neato. Uh, there's there's a lot of really fun mobility options, and the maps are very very well designed to make use of them. Now in this one. They have a lot of the maps designed to be much more horizontal and less vertical, giving players less escape routes to use their their momentum boosting vertical navigational abilities to no. to to use them. Uh, you didn't get as much of a momentum boost from chaining moves together as you did in the first. That is something they've no. said they're going to try to fix. Um, Titans now function as a kill streak reward. Rather no. than just being something that everyone kind of gets on a timer to equally oh, face off against of each other, they're Call of Duty it. It's Call of Duty. So, so Call of Duty has gone more futuristic to mirror Titanfall, and Titanfall has gone more Call of Duty to mirror Call of Duty. I don't know why they it's, needed to do this because, like Titanfall, why don't they just fuck each other already the, and get well, it over with? Because because <laughs> it would probably be like really really awkward afterwards and then they'd probably like hate each other but be like you know what we just needed to get it out of our systems and then never hate each other again but kind of like live different lifestyles that overcompensate how much they don't like each other for years in the future and never let it go anyways it's talking from experience there huh okay. what no 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 not at all not at all oh, okay <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. don't, choke. don't choke on your coffee there yeah the the overall impression is that they have ended up creating a very underpowering multiplayer experience uh, uh the developers know though i wouldn't be surprised if they try to fix it the one thing that i think is kind of hard-coded in here are those map designs and also mm. um I, I they might be able to nerf these things but my friend was also complaining about a very overpowered anti-titan weapon everyone can get that on top of being underpowered when you're running around slower than in the last game and these much more horizontal maps making yourself more of a target titans are more of a target and more easily blow upable because of this uh laser weapon everyone gets to go up against them too which i guess they could nerf it would if they change the maps though they would they would like need to add more towers that's look yeah i'm just saying from a pretty a pretty seasoned titanfall one player uh not the most seasoned but I made it to uh, regenerate six, which is pretty decently high. Basically, the prestige six out of ten, um, which means I max leveled six times, and I did all the challenges and shit for those. I'm just gonna say, killing a titan by yourself is not a very difficult thing to do. They are they are high powered things that have very clear boundaries. We didn't need a super weapon to take them out. I often 1v1 Titans because oh, if you, you know your maneuverability. <sighs> you know, Titanfall is like another great tragedy of our times because that game really crashed and burned, but not because it was a bad game either. 
No, it was such a good game. It was so much fun. It had parkour. It had big ass robots. It had those two things. And then later <laughs> on, it had DLC <laughs> map packs it. that split up the community and made yeah. everyone not be able to join each other's games. Yeah, oh, that's and, and for some reason, people were really salty that there was no single player and. I've that's that's like a gaming People community outrage out I've ass. never been able to sympathize with. Seriously, that multiplayer the multiplayer experience was so fucking good. Titanfall I will always sing the praises of. I really, really do love that game. The expanded maps that they put out were not fantastic. I played a few of them because I had the season pass because I was a sucker, but like the default maps that they had were incredibly well designed. The vertical to horizontal ratio was good for a game where you should be jumping and being mobile oh, and making. It you know, was so fun. Oh, it was so interesting. Fucking running on a wall while another guy ran on a wall <laughs> and shooting at each other. How fucking cool is that? Very cool that, like, is the goddamn answer. One of their design compromises to make up for just how zippy zigzaggy everyone was was to like give everyone an aim hack pistol. <laughs> like the, yeah, which, and that wasn't even that good of a weapon. Like. It is clearly outclassed by a more skilled player. Right, which right. Is they had to make it really, really nerfed to make up for the fact that it aim hacks. But the fact that it aim hacks was like proof of just how crazy fast people moved in this game. Yeah. Uh, the last um, TOVG uh. fun tragedy of the week is this isn't really a. Tra- I mean, this was to be expected. Pokemon Go's numbers are starting to fall. Yeah, I I think no one's really surprised, even though the media is still like yeah. having fun dancing on on things getting slower than they used to be. Yeah, I mean, after the the changes and how many people like me were kind of ostracized from the game because of pretty much being unable to play, like, I think it's pretty obvious that it would see a decline, but, but also just because it's past hype month, so... And on top of like, all that, the game, even in its earliest iteration, still was going to very organically fall out of line anyway. Like, they did not design yeah. it to have like that much of a long they're calling it a tail that much of a long tail uh lifespan of retention yeah well and the the thing is is that they're they've already said that they're planning on releasing the more generations of pokemon and adding features so like i don't think this game i don't think they were even well first of all i don't think they had any plans for this thing to do good but also i don't think that they had any intention for this to be like a long plateauing game i think that they're planning on having a spike and then it dipping and then all right are we hitting our lows let's release gen 2 pokemon and also trading done spike again everybody's back like i think that's what they're planning on doing but also give the people the exact numbers that they dipped from and the exact numbers that they're still at uh whoa whoa let me tell you let me wipe the sweat from my brow and then deliver the bad news They've lost oh, more than 12 million players. Oh no. Which is a 25% drop from 45 million that they had earlier. Oh my so god. At, so they're still at 33 million yep. active players. Oh, the fun tragedy. The, yeah. Oh, the inhumanity. Yeah. So I think they're going to be fine for a while. If they even have, if they even dropped 75%, they'd still have 10 million fucking players, which is rivaling Overwatch crazy wow i don't know but it's no I think they're gonna be fine one. now yeah. it's like number five i don't know if you guys have been on the app store lately but it has 
<laughs> it has fallen below Twitter and Tinder. It's just like funny oh. that like this is what a lot of outlets are are like characterizing as a failure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm just glad like when I go to certain spots, I won't see just a bunch of people taking up parking spaces. You know, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah, is sure. sure. You guys the, can the, leave. The I'm still enjoying walking in around Piedmont Park with the tents. Yeah. Have you been there oh, lately? Because I haven't. I have not been there. I have not been there. <laughs> I wonder if it's all disappeared now. Maybe. <laughs> it probably has. But right? that's okay because you can still walk around and catch your Pokemon. It's still something to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's I was doing it earlier today to when I was walking home with my $40 of Pizza Hut. God, I am the worst American. No, that's not true. There's plenty in Georgia. I'm not uh, challenge that title. I'll give you that. Anyways, I'm one of the worst Americans because I played Pokemon Go on my walk home from $40 of Pizza Hut. Sounds like a good ass day to me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm really sleepy and full. I have that like acidic feeling in my abdomen. It's getting it's getting mm. weird, man. Uh, speaking yes. of something, I don't know. I was speaking gonna say speaking of something, of something, but <laughs> speaking of something, uh, it's that time where we're at the end of the podcast and and we're gonna formally do we're gonna shrug plugs our, of our own yeah. content. Oh, we are. You're bringing this back. Yes, oh we need gosh, to. Oh my gosh, okay. Okay, I guarantee you that there have been at least like like a handful of people who have come in weeks ago looking to like listen to a regular gaming podcast and they still don't know who the fuck we are. Like, we're really bad at telling let's, anybody let's... anything. We just jump into the podcast and we're like, all right, time to talk. And people are like, oh, 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 here we are. So, uh, so I just want to plug one thing this week okay i mean you can always check out my youtube channel youtube.com slash thundergamer so two things but uh i have been working on a cosplay for the twitch creates cosplay contest and the voting starts today as far as this day that the podcast comes out which is uh august 26th and if you go to my twitter i'm sure i have a pinned tweet or a link or something to the voting area if you find people that are better for me on that list go ahead and vote for them i don't care i just want you to make make you aware of it i want i'm in a cosplay contest and i want to see if i can make it if i'm voted in by the community i go to get to go to twitchcon and actually compete in the thing. real contest it's been a rough ride it's my first cosplay but i'm and you're I'm going like right into badass robot ninja as your very first yeah. which is which is admirable yeah. I went into full stress town USA <laughs> as soon as I could. Um, but yeah, head over to my Twitter and uh, there's definitely going to be a link. But I made Genji from Overwatch and I think it came out pretty good. So if you want to see me go to cosplay contests at TwitchCon, do, do that. I'd appreciate it. Well, cool. over, you guys? over at uh, YouTube.com slash uh, Satchbags. I, I am, fucking hate you I am every <laughs> fucking time. I, I tolerate him. <laughs> I tolerate him, but I don't like it. <laughs> I'm creating some really high quality stuff. I'm a very <laughs> smart man. I got glasses. I'm black. What? What? What is? What? You're, you're I have everything you need. I have color. everything you need. Okay, come over, subscribe. A, a very, I, a very light milk chocolate. Take your hand and just take a big handful into my bag. And uh, into your back of Satch. Yeah. This is Matt Visual. You can find him on YouTube at Matt Visual. I thought um, he was he does video game reviews. Um, um yeah, I I do stuff. George, what about you? 
fucking hate you guys. YouTube.com slash bunny hop show. I, I make reviews and editorials <laughs> and interviews and features and and people really, really, really care a lot about them. Oh, actually, there's a couple things I want to plug. As more dedicated fans know, I never really made a big announcement out of it, but I do Twitch streams regularly every Thursday at 930. If you follow my Twitter, you should have noticed me posting them. But if not, I know a lot of people don't know, but still want to see me stream anyway. I want to wait till I have an opportunity to like really break it out with some big charity event when I make the official announcement on YouTube. But that's probably not going to happen until I get back from Japan. Also, uh... Oh my god. <laughs> Earlier this week, I watched the latest two Ross's Game Dungeon videos, and they were so good. Like, I just, I just huh. want to kiss that man. Um, yeah, yeah. He did one for Deus Ex and a weird-ass Commodore 64 game called Spiderbot. And both of them are, are like nice smooth funny comedy reviews that take breaks to get very scary and existential but in a very casual <laughs> friendly way that makes it okay but also Great. a little disturbing and just like the balance between those two qualities is so good i i can't wait to see what the next one's going to be like and i'm going to try to get him on the podcast awesome but yeah uh, ross's game and, dungeon look it up yeah and there's something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking a couple of people something. have been tweeting at me. Yeah, speaking of something again, a couple of people have been tweeting at me uh, when the podcast goes up asking me what's the music from the end or what's the music from the middle. Um, all the links to the music, because I'm, I'm starting to use different tracks for every podcast, mix it up. Uh, all the links to the music will be in the podcast description or on the thatonevideogamer.com page of that podcast episode. And typically they are community picks. So I try and plug. Uh, our friends who do cool music stuff that is video game related. So yeah, uh, not always. Sometimes they're just soundtracks. But like, if you want the music, uh, head to the description is the best place to find it. All right. Yep. You're gonna hear that music in like just scroll 10 down ten seconds. All right. This is a track coming in. Mm-hmm.